They call it quarterback you for a reason. That's all I'm trying to say. What is the reason? The reason is because many. Yes. Okay. Name one good quarterback that's gone out of Michigan. Name one. (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady. You said name one. That was one. That's all you got? Well, that's a great start. How about we just talk about quarterbacks who have made it to the professional level and started more than one game? Okay, then name good quarterbacks that came out of Michigan. Jim Harbaugh. Okay, name. Are you going to just go one at a time? We're doing a show. Come on, tell me a list of people. If it's if it's Uh, quarterback, you there better be a bunch of them. At a certain time, there were five NFL starting quarterbacks. Name them. Elvis Gerbach for your Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady for the New England Patriots. Okay. There was yeah, Jim Harbaugh was one of them. All right, your whole argument is invalid. And why me, is my whole argument let invalid? Let me tell you why. Okay. Because I said just mention one. So. I swear to God. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even finish my thought. How dare you? <laughs> the whole point is when Jameis Winston wants to hone his quarterback skills mm-hmm. to become the potential number one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers choice in the draft, he could go anywhere. Where does he choose to go? Live from Ann Arbor, Michigan, standing next to Jim Harbaugh. He wants to learn how to be a good quarterback at quarterback you. Interesting, right? You, the, the depths of your hypocrisy never What hypocrisy? To Who are the me. great Nebraska quarterbacks? You have told me ad nauseum that Jameis Winston is the dumbest quarterback. He is. Then then if he is dumb, then this decision to go to Michigan was dumb if he is a dumb player. It's the first smart thing he's ever yeah. done. Obviously See, oh, somebody all of a else now he's smart. Yeah, he hasn't stolen any crab legs out of a Michigan grocery hey, store. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ray, in quotation marks, Skip Bayless. Oh, gracious. How dare you, Skip Bayless. If anything, I'm a Dan Levitard. Uh, well, how come your dad isn't hanging out here making awkward statements? Oh, because he speaks English too well. Okay. <laughs> How's that guy been on TV over a decade now? He still can't speak English. I don't know. I ask that question to myself every time I see it still on TV. It's it's a, it's a lot better now that they have Bomani Jones on there. You mean that he can throw ideas off of somebody who actually speaks English? But I get to... I'm just saying. I still feel like Bomani Jones is like, I'm too good for this. I I don't understand. Like, he was... Dan Levitard, when he had to fill in for Pardon the Interruption for either Michael Wilbon or Tony Kornheiser, always did a very good job. He was very, very good on that show as a temporary, you know, once, like, a week at a time host. But then when I heard he got his own show, I was like, okay, cool. Here's, a, you know, a guy who probably has earned it, like John Oliver style. He can do his own show. And then he brings his dad on the show... A native I, Cuban American. I think his dad is a really nice guy, but he I'll, seems nice. But I don't want my dad's opinion on sports. But also, I think it's like a bit that works like one time. Or they've once been on a the month. show like a decade. Like this show's been on the air forever. Yeah, and it has never gotten better. But yet, it's still there. So obviously, somebody's watching. It's not me. I well, I, I, I take that back. I will watch for three minute blasts at a time to remind myself why I don't watch. If it, it is on, I will watch some of it, but I don't ever go. Oh, uh, Dan, Dan Levitard is highly questionable. Is on. I better turn it on. <laughs> that's that's DVR station right there. No, I don't DVR. <laughs> DVR it either. and watch it later on loop. No, I don't DVR it either. I, if it's on live, that's the only time I end up watching it. But I do like Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones is great. Yeah, he was good on Around the Horn, which is the shouty person show. 
which is basically what we do here. Who's your favorite person from uh, around the horn? Like em- if, you, if, you, if you go I, all time. I'm embarrassed to admit it. Well, it's either Jay Mariotti, who, you know, unfortunately really? beat up his girlfriend and w- became Did he a- really? Oh, yeah. Alle- I was, allegedly. I didn't know that, but I was gonna actually going to say Jay Mariotti. Yeah, Jay Mariotti and then, uh, unfortunately, Woody Page. Woody Page. Woody Page is virtually wow. unwatchable, but I enjoy him. Hmm. Although I admit that his opinions are horrendous, I just like watching him because he's like watching he's like watching your like really like old school uncle rant about something that you know he just doesn't know anything about, but somebody else told him about it. Because if you ever look at Woody Page's talking points, it's like it's like recycled from that morning sports center. It's oh, it's never an original idea, and it's almost verbatim to something something that somebody else said earlier in the day on ESPN. It's really bad. But I enjoy watching him nonetheless. Yeah, I would say I didn't know about Mariotti. That's there's a reason why he's not on TV anymore. He was good on television. Do you remember the original host of Around the Horn? Yeah, it was Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman. Yeah. I love me some Max Kellerman. I know you do. I you you like you like you think he's a lot better than I well, do. Well, I like him for the same reason I like Jay Mariotti. They're both just like super smarmy. Uh and we'll never admit that they're wrong. <laughs> never. But the thing I like about Max Kellerman is he still gives a crap about boxing, and you can tell there's a real passion there. He's even a great though boxing. nobody he's else cares great, about boxing. He's a great boxing announcer. I think it's cool, man. I am more interested in boxing because of Max Kellerman. Hey, everybody! You have made it to episode. You are the worst. Eighty-one or eighty-two? Is it eighty or eighty-one, Ray? I know it's eighty-one. Is it eighty-one? Eighty-one of Raisin Brent, and he's Ray. And I'm Brent. Yes, you know that you 81 is 9 squared, and it's also 3 to the 4th power? Thank you. God dang it. Okay, we are 81. I thought we couldn't do 80, 81 or 82. Well, last week was 80, so this week's 81. Yeah, but I'm, I'm dumb. I'm tired of you wasting my valuable time. I'm getting hit in the head a lot. I can't be expected to remember round numbers. I've got meetings. Meetings for what? Don't what do worry have, about that. What do you have meetings for at this Don't time? Don't worry about that. On a Wednesday night. <laughs> Your, I'm attacking Titan. You got your attack on Titan meetings. Right. Anyway, Ray. Yes. Now that we've established it's Now that we've derailed 81, the entire show. Thank you. What are we going to talk about this week? My goodness, Brent. Thank Johnny you Manziel. Oh, how interesting. No, we're not talking about Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Listen. All right. I've got a list uh, of things okay, we're going to talk right. about right here. Johnny football. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're going to talk about Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, the two shows we're up on right now. That's much better. One of them had a really fantastic episode, and the other one was Walking Dead. Wow! (laughs) Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the Combine, which happens this weekend. Hey, but enough about farming. Am I right? We're not talking about farming. This has nothing to do with wheat. Good, because it is not... It is not harvest season. Oh, my goodness. And then we're going to talk a little bit about an undefeated Kentucky team. And are you interested in it? Is something that you want to see? And don't spoil it. Maybe we'll just let the people find out the way that you listen to a show. Yeah, well, that's what we should do, Mr. Spoily Spoilerson. Well, then let's do it. Okay. After three seconds. Bruce Springsteen. NFL Combine is this weekend, Brent. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting stuff. This is when it all is. the college players get together. Get the combine. They strut their stuff. We get to see who harvests the most. Like, is it going to be Tyrone it, it, Wheatley? <laughs> is it going to be a, one of those guys from Cornell? Well, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I heard that uh, the quarterback from Michigan is dropping out of the Combine because he had a sore gum. Am I right? A sore gum. Sorghum is another. It's a. Never mind. I, I can see the bottom of the barrel. You have clearly scraped it bone dry. 
So what are your feelings about the combine? If we could try getting this back on track. On track. Yes. Let's do that. Let's not go off track anymore. Do you like Princess Mononoke? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the Combine. Yes, the Combine. I actually love the Combine. I kind of enjoy it, and this is going to sound really terrible, but it's it's basically like a a Miss America pageant, or this is a terrible analogy, but a dog show, where you're just having people run around, and then you're just watching them and checking their form, and and you're just judging them based on completely peripheral stuff. That is, You know what's interesting is, like, if you're on NFL Network, no matter what time of the day is, for, like, the next two weeks... All they'll be showing is re- repeats, re- repeats of the combine. You'll be like, you'll yes. turn on the TV at three in the morning, and it'll be like, "Uh oh, here's the lineman running the forty. It's sort of like when we went to war with Iraq initially in two thousand three, and on CNN twenty four hours a day, it was just green, you know, predator vision of a city getting bombed out. Right. It's just going to be twenty four seven dudes in short shorts and no shirts running up and down a field, yeah. touching cones and going back and like and like pushing up against those riser things and mm-hmm. jumping up in the air and slapping those little red sticks. Yep. On the other stick. Oh, that's th- yeah. They have cool. Uh... Yeah, he, it looks fun. It does. Did I tell you, my friend Todd? I don't know. Have you met Todd? Big Munson? head, big head Todd and the Monsters. No, but Big Head Todd and the Monsters is a great band. Great band. I feel a little bittersweet when I listen to them. Anyway, uh, Todd is setting up a thing this weekend where uh, we're going to do a bunch of the uh, the. Now, this isn't the guy who wanted me to go and be in the dungeon with no shoes on, walking through water while strange women no, threw no, things no. at me. He wanted you to have shoes on. Um. <laughs> But Todd is going to have <laughs> it's not that guy. No. Okay. Um, he is going to set up, like, we're going to run the 40-yard dash. We're going to do a shuttle run, some other stuff, you know. So a shuttle run? There so might from, be from a here video, to the moon? Might, depending on how embarrassing the video is. If it's really embarrassing, I'll be like, yeah, we didn't do it. If it's really uh, embarrassing, I want to see it twice as much. Yeah, I know you That's, do. To be fair, I'll find I'll find every aspect of social hey, media. You think I could run a forty in under six? That's my question. God, I hope so. If Rich Eisen can do it in under, was his under six? I believe. Yeah, I think in so. a suit. Yeah, wearing loafers. True. If that man at the age of what is he fifty? Fifty two. But I probably outweigh that dude by like fifty pounds at least. He's taller than you though. I don't think so. He's taller than he's not as tall as me, but he's probably like six foot something. Get out of here. I just like it because there's there's it, I think it's fun to see how high a dude can jump and it's amazing sometimes like there was a guy like uh you watch a guy like JJ Watt have an amazing like uh 30 something inch Yeah, dude could jump really high jump. in the air. Yeah. And he weighs like 200 what 90 pounds At or least, 280 yeah. pounds. And then he does those box jumps where he jumps like literally from the ground. He up. goes from a squat to another squat and jumps like a hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, like three feet up in the air. He did that on uh, was it Kimmel or Letterman the other night? Uh, just crazy watching freakish athletes and watch things that you could never ever do in your life. I guess I also enjoy it, and this is why I'm a terrible person. I also enjoy it to see that which guys show up and then just do terribly. Yeah, that's interesting too. It's like you watch it for the amazing and for the train wreck. Because you know these guys are training just to do this handful of basically simple athletic stuff. And some guys don't, aren't in the mindset where that you know some guys take it super seriously, and some guys are like, "Oh, you didn't even train, dude. What are you doing? Why did you show up then? Why are you here, fatty? Yeah. <laughs> like if you couldn't even run the forty, like you you know these guys test themselves, so they should have a general idea of what their times are going to be. So if you're that guy. And you know your time is going to suck, don't you? Just sort of like, oh man, Sometimes I'm a little tight. I'm a little tight today. It's kind of, uh, you know, what's <laughs> depressing to me is like they do that. I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one where their wide receivers have to catch a bunch of balls real quick. Yeah, you know, 
they run, they turn, they catch, they turn, they catch, and That's then they a cool run. One. Yeah, uh, and they and they have balls like thrown at them like every three seconds or something. And then it's it's, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking sometimes where you're like, this guy just ran really fast, and all of a sudden he's just like dropping balls over his hands like, of oh, stone. Oh, totally stone hands. Yikes. And to be honest, you know, it's something that t- it's in between the Super Bowl and the and the draft. So it's what we have to look forward to as football fans. There isn't a whole lot going on but right you sit now. Sit there and go, oh, well, this is maybe one of the guy that one of the guys that my team could get. And but don't you forget who all these people are, with the exception of maybe a half dozen people by the time the draft rolls around anyway. But ser- like seriously, we get to about not pick- really because it's almost March and the drafts in April. But we get to the point where it gets to be pick thirteen or fourteen, and we've already forgotten about ninety nine percent of all the people that we remembered from the combine. Right? Yeah. We kind of zero in on those handful of people, which is what makes it so dramatic and fun of who's going to go where and who's going to make a move and da-da-da-da-da. And then all of a sudden we get to pick 13, and we're just like, who the F is that guy? And he just happened to be the fifth best offensive lineman on the on the board. Well, how do you feel about this, too, then? I mean, besides the combine, and we'll talk next week about how people did and who impressed and whatnot, but there's the first year of the old guy combine. Yeah. Michael That's- Sam is going to be attending this because he doesn't have a team right now. Well, I'm glad that we're talking about the old guy combine because assuredly none of our listeners know anything about this. No, I mean to be fair, no we are person. This news. Yeah, I mean I just found out about this from reading it and not being told about it by a listener. Assuredly, correct. correct. But the old guy combine is kind of a cool idea. They're going to bring a hundred kind of veteran players who think they still have some tread on their tires and still have a chance in this league and give them a chance to just do the combine again to remind people, hey, we're freakish athletes too. Or maybe they're trying to impress people coming off of an injury where people are like, I don't think he's still got it. Well, if they show explosion running a 4-3-40 at the age of 28 as a wide receiver, maybe they get a second look from somebody. I mean, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think it's worthwhile? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I guess it gives uh, a bunch of guys a chance to show if they still have, you know, what it takes without having to do, you know, it gives the teams a chance to look at all these guys without having to do like all these individual workouts. They can just come one day and see all these guys, you know. Well, there's a lot of time too. If people really get impressed by what happens at the combine. They completely forget about all the game film. If you come in and drop like a huge forty time on you on them or something, all of a sudden your stock goes way up the board, and people forget that if you can even play anymore. So if somebody can put up an awesome time at the old man combines. What do, do we have a name for this yet? The old guy com- combines. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But if you could put up a great time, maybe people will suddenly forget that your last three years in the NFL were garbage. <laughs> I mean, who knows? People have done stuff for less, and you're going to get these people a lot cheaper than some of these high draft picks are going to be. I believe it's called the Veteran Combine. There you go, the Veteran Combine. Who were the veterans? Okay, so I would ask this question. If we assume there's 100 people at the Veteran Combine, how many of them do you think make an impression enough to make a roster or get a contract signed coming out the Combine? I don't know how many will go into it, so I can't. A really hundred. We'll assume a hundred. One hundred. Um, I'll say that like thirty percent of them will. Really? Yeah. I think it's more like four dudes. Yeah. I think that a lot of these people are going to be people coming off of an injury, and I think a whole bunch of them just won't have it anymore, and the rest won't be impressive enough in order to uh, make people take them over a young up and coming player. But guys, who come, can they can develop? Guys come back off of injuries all the time, and they they do like they'll just do like a private workout for for. For a team, and they come back. It that happens, happens all, all the, time, the time, but they don't get contracts most of the time. They just get a look. Yeah, but somebody like eventually will sign. You're talking about them being signed right out of the combine, right? Or being on a team like the next year at some point. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being signed to be a player on a roster coming into training camp. Oh, then it's more like yeah, ten. Yeah, only a handful of people. 
So I've got a list here. I don't think this is really hitting the media, but I got an advanced copy of it. Yeah. One of our guys on the street mailed it to me. Uh, do you know about the the events here at the Veteran Combine? Well, the one that is interesting to me is the 100-yard speed walk. The 100-yard speed walk? Yeah. I think a good third of the guys are going to break their hips doing this. I think they're all going to get stuck in front of the hot topic, and they're just going to go inside, mm-hmm. and then they're not going to be able to finish it inside the mall where they're hosting that event. Right. Uh, or so, also here, uh, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard is a very important skill. Well, you got to see if the rotator cuff's still intact. You just got to see if they can sweep that broom. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, that's curling. That's curling. Isn't there a broom in shuffleboard? No. I feel like there should be. They might be at the end of the night if you're the bar owner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I also have this one here. Um, dispensing of Werther's Originals. That's. I don't even understand how that's an event. Like, what are we doing? That could be dangerous. I mean, they hopefully don't have to eat them. It's just they pull them out yeah. of their old man bags, and then they just give it's them bad to enough kids. that you're old. Now you're giving people diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. And then, of course, the headline event is going to be the prostate shuttle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You want to make sure these guys have good prostates. Mm-hmm. You don't want them just having to pee every five minutes. Right. That would be unfortunate. Yeah, and then they'd be off on the side like that one kicker did that one time, peeing on the side. With, like, the five towels around him? Yeah, exactly. Don't be that guy. Don't be that dude. Just pee on the floor. Just pee. Just pee yourself. Pee on one of the rookies. Hope it's raining. It's pee on yourself. <laughs> That's a popular NFL activity, sir. Hit pee the pile and, and hope it pee. rains. <laughs> There's got to be some water in here somewhere. Why do we got to play in a dome? <laughs> I got a weak bladder. I would say for sure. For sure. If it's raining, you know how when it's cold and it's raining outside, it always makes you want to pee? I don't know why that is. Oh, I know they pee. That Yeah. If you're at the bottom of a pile, you're like, oh, I got about 10 seconds before anybody gets up. I'm just going to pee right now. Quick, throw some Gatorade on me. <laughs> just on my junk. One of the many reasons that guys do not like get tackled in the rain. <laughs> you got to be rubbing all up in the pile and stuff. Mm. So anyway, yeah, it's a good thing they're checking their prostates. I think that's important. You can't say prostate without pro. So or state or state. Think about it. Okay, stop thinking about it now. <laughs> but I feel happy for these guys. I think this is a really good idea. I I don't think this is going to last more than two years. You don't think? <laughs> no. I, you know what? I think it'll last depending on how many people get plucked from it. If only two or three people get yanked from it and sign contracts right out the door for impressing, it's going to not last very long. I mean, I I kind of I I'm interested to see what happens because especially this first year, I don't know that guys that really think they can still play are going to go to this thing. I think they might think it's beneath them. You don't think, I think Ocho Cinco be- makes an appearance and make, makes it crazy? Well, it could be one of those guys that's really really been out of the public eye, not just a guy that in- got injured last year and is a free agent, but somebody's been out of the league for like three years. Like uh, uh, who was I talking about with the the, the hefty lefty? You know, Jared Lorenzen. Jared Lorenzen. I want to see Jared Lorenzen with no T-shirt on running the forty. But then again, I've also watched Scott Mitchell on The Biggest Loser. Yeah, Jared Lorenzen. Uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. I want to see Jamarcus Russell. I'll bet you Jamarcus Russell will show up in good shape. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. There's no way Jamarcus Russell would show up in good shape. Man, that purple's not going to drink itself, sir. <laughs> oh my goodness! By the way. Speaking of out of shape, did you see any of the the recent pictures of Pablo Sandoval? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that dude looks like he got paid, too, in the offseason. It looks like he got paid and put all the money in a a pouch. He's like a marsupial now, and he just keeps all of his money in his pouch. I figured he blew the entire contract to Golden Corral. (laughs) Am I mistaken? If you're the Boston Red Sox, you're a little bit nervous that you just signed a huge contract to Pablo Sandoval, and he comes out looking like the freaking Michelin Man. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to look bigger than Big Poppy. Speaking of guys who can play grimace. Oh my god! 
I'm just he saying it's like a large man. He ate the hamburger. <laughs> ate the hamburger. It looks like he ate Mayor it's McCheese. It's like a weird uh, version of uh, Little Red Riding Hood where the hamburger is Little Red Riding Hood and they have to, and, and Grimace is the woodsman and they have to cut li- the hamburger out of his stomach. Oh my, what beautiful mask you wear there. <laughs> robble, robble. robble. <laughs> In any case, speaking of fictional characters, let's talk about some. We're going to talk some Walking Dead and some Better Call Saul, and we're going to do it after three seconds of... A Flock of Seagulls. That you can run, but you can hide away. Walking Dead. New season, episode two of five, and they didn't kill off a character. Kill off an hour of my life that I won't get back. Okay, it was not the most like high-tempo episode we've ever seen. It was a lot of walking around and crying and getting mad at each other and screwing up and almost getting bit by zombies repeatedly. Yeah, so not the most interesting episode. It was really one of these like slow burn, let's just cry the whole time. Let's just send Daryl out to the woods to cry on himself. It was so slow and boring that I kind of wish that Beth was still alive so she could have sang one of her really bad songs because that would have been even better than this. That would have been more interesting, at least. But, I mean, you need slow burn episodes. Not every single episode can be high-octane kill-a-dude. They've killed two characters in two episodes. They had to take a break at some point to just, like, bring you back to base one again. So it's like that big dream sequence at the end. Finally, it comes down to, like, everybody waking up, you know, quote-unquote waking up, and it's this big dream that Maggie's having where they what all have to, like, talking bar about? the door in the storm with the zombies all stomping that in. That was not a dream sequence. It was a dream because, well, they didn't kill any of the zombies, and then by morning they were all gone, so what? I assume it was a dream sequence. They were sequence. not all gone. When they woke up in the morning, they were all crushed by a tree. What is wrong with you? A tree? They were crushed by... What are you talking you didn't about? Watch the end of the episode, did you? Okay, here's the deal. I tuned out a little bit. I started trolling Facebook on my phone about halfway through the episode because it was not a lot going on. Uh, I well, may I may have missed the whole tree sequence. I don't. Blame, while I was arguing with somebody. I don't somebody. 100% blame you, but yeah, but oh. you're 100% wrong. Yes. Oh, fair. Well, who made the tree fall then? Aaron. Aaron, the new guy. Who's now? Who is this guy? You the claim lo- that you know him from the comic He's from books. The comic books, yeah. So we can trust him. He would now. Am I? Now tell me if I'm mistaken here. Uh, here's the deal. When Aaron comes into the scene, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but anytime you see him in a scene, guaranteed 80% of the characters will be dead within five minutes. He's the most lethal murderer in the history of the Walking Dead universe. So you're pretty much trolling right now. Yes, of course. <laughs> Everything you're <laughs> I'm saying. I'm going to tell you anything. Of course you're not going to. Although, we don't even dude, know if he's going to be the same guy, didn't though. that dude look like he, you know, totally was like... Mr. came out of a, a GQ ad or something? He absolutely. He was like came out of a GQ ad and he was playing Mr. Rogers. Yeah. How did neighbors? Or maybe like he was a I don't mean no harm. He was a uh what's his name? Jeff Dunham. No, Jeff Jeff Dunham with Sur- the puppets. From Survivor. You know, he looked like uh Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor on the first day of Survivor. Like everyone else or maybe even towards the end, everyone else saw dirty and he comes up looking all nice. Hey guys. Hey guys, just took a quick shower. <laughs> That was no. Is he the one that hey guys, offered? Do him... I smell too much like lavender? Sandalwood. Does that do that for yeah. you? Uh, was he the one who gave him the free water when they were all dying of starvation and thirst? And they were, and they were all I free water. That, yeah, I believe that was actually him. Yeah. Now, do you think that water was poisoned? I think no. it was clean water. I don't think it was. Eugene went. Well, he was like quality control, and he goes to drink it, and then military dude, whoom, just slaps it right out of his hand like Dikembe Mutombo. You know what? They should have let him drink it. Then they would have known if it was water, and they all could have drank it. And what's his name? Is not taking them to Washington anyway. He doesn't know anything. So if he dies, then you learn some. He does something good with his life, right? I just like who's gonna get whose end goal is to give them tainted water that they're just gonna die. Like yeah. what would they even? Clearly, they don't have supplies you can steal. Hey guys, because they're dying of thirst. Guys, uh, did you drink that water? Oh. 
Totally farted in it. <laughs> Nailed it! Oh, man, you drank my farts. Uh, one of them I peed in. <laughs> you drank my farts. <laughs> drank my farts. <laughs> <laughs> Poor. I don't know. Like I would have trusted that water in a heartbeat, especially if I was I as desperate at, as I that I would group. have at least. I would have at least let Eugene drink it. I would have it. at least swigged it around in my mouth and see if it tasted okay. Hmm. Just tastes like ether Because, you? you know, well, if you spit it out, it's probably not going to do too much damage. Unless it's just acid and you would notice that right away. Well, you, put your, it, you could put your finger in it, test it, see if it feels. You could have poured a little bit out on the grass and seen if it bubbled up. You could have smelled it. Yeah, there's many things they could have done. Another instance of like, well, why are these guys so dumb right now? Maybe because they're thirsty. But if they're really thirsty, wouldn't that wouldn't they make the mistake in the opposite direction? In which they would be like, instead of being like, we're not going to drink it. No, we are drinking it. It didn't. It, that I didn't mean, make a lot of sense to me as like a plot point. When people all the time you see in movies, they're out in the salt water. And they drink it anyway. They drink right? it anyway because yeah. they just are like, this is my best shot. Well, this isn't even salt water. It might not be. Well, it might be, but it's they're I not guess even in the ocean. It might be real water. If they were mad enough at Eugene anyway and saw him as a useless cog, why not let him drink Thank it? Thank you. Let him be useful. Thank you. If he dies right there. Okay, well, one less mouth to feed. Sorry, Eugene. Here's probably what would have happened. Eugene would have drank the water, right? Oh, I do not think. This, I believe this water is tainted. Did no one else drink it? I'll carry it. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, he's like, "We can use this as a trap later." I feel very hydrated. That actually, that water was not tainted. Sorry. <laughs> now, now it's now it's gone. Uh, so, and what's the deal with Carl hitting on Maggie? <laughs> well, I found this music box. It's broken, but I think you'll like it. Like that was weird. That was I a think, weird moment to me. You know, it, first of all, she's one of the only women around. She's good looking, but she's taken. He's by he's your friend. Being nice to her. I think Carl is just being nice. I mean, maybe he's got... Look. He's of that age where he's starting to get okay, a little that's frisky. that's fine. You may be real frisky, but that's his hormones. What are you going to... Maybe he's going to have to challenge Glenn. Nobody wants that. One of those post-apocalyptic things. Like, sorry, we have to challenge you for your the right to the woman. I'm a dulia. Yeah. Coral! I think he Don't duel nice. Glenn! Coral! That's the moment I want to show. And what about Maggie? She's like, oh, thanks. Like, oh, thanks for this music box that doesn't work. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but then Daryl turns around and fixes it for her. Man, this is like a multi-sided relationship coin. Hmm. Maggie, hot property. Hot property. Now that Beth is gone. (laughs) It's a little creepy if you think about it. Well, who else is around? Uh, We have Daryl's sister. Is it bad that we don't know Daryl's sister's name? What is her name? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Tatiana? I don't know. And then there's... uh, Michonne. Rosita, but she's taken. Yep. She hasn't. Has she even spoken in a while? Um, I was realizing also it, the other girl. Uh, the ma- uh, her name's Alana Masterson. Is the actress's name? I don't know what her character's name is either. The one I believe is a lesbian on the show. Yeah, right. Yeah. There was a moment though when I believe Daryl was coming back to the group again, mm-hmm. and then th- I just realized that when I looked over, I was like, "There's bleeping fourteen different characters. Yeah. You can't possibly have time in one episode to deal with everybody. Mm-mm. So pretty much most of the time, you're going to pick a handful of people and then just keep going back to them over and over again. Well, the rest of the crew, like some of, most of the people you talked about, they're going to be incidental as best until they get their spotlight episode. Right. But that was my point. But though. then if you get a spotlight episode like Tyrese, you die. My my point was though there are plenty of uh, attractive young ladies on the show and most of them are taken but some of them aren't but you know Carl doesn't have many people to pick from who's he supposed to pick from he's supposed to just let it go let it go let it go hmm. do you realize Frozen never happened in the Walking Dead universe part of me would rather live there wow but all in all so do you, okay based on the comic books well you're gonna you might be able to spoil this. The new guy. You yeah, I don't his know why you always ask me about like, what do I think of the guy when I've already read the comic books. But know? he's it's not guaranteed it's going to go the same way. Okay. But anything I say could be construed yeah, or misconstrued. Okay, never mind. Don't say anything. 
Okay, I'll say right now, I believe that this guy is friendly. I'll make a prediction since I don't actually know. It's my belief that Aaron actually is friendly and that he is actually honest, well-mannered, and is trying to help these people, but because they are so mistrustful of him, they will end up turning him into an enemy through their own faults, no fault of his own, and there might be a moment where they end up killing him because of a misunderstanding that he can't talk his way out of or somebody does something like risky and in the moment. That's my official prediction for this character, is that he's honest, but they screw it up. Because it's going to get screwed up. It always does. Okay. Interesting. That's my prediction. Anyway, that's my prediction. I don't mind the kind of the calm episode, but I sure hope they get it ramped up a little bit next episode because I was starting to wane out a little bit during this last one. Honestly, I would rather... Look, it's The Walking Dead, and there are plenty of times during The Walking Dead, during all of our lives, when things are kind of boring. Okay? Yes. Uh, but I don't put. We're those, not all on television. But, if, but if, yeah, but if I if I wouldn't put those parts on television, I wouldn't put put me like you know binge watching Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna get up to get, eat potato chips. Oh, that's an episode. No, you, it's not. You reminded me of my favorite part of the episode was when they finally said the name of the episode out loud as a line, when Rick says, "And that's why we are the Walking Dead." Oh, he said the name of the show, finally. He out said loud. it out loud. Yeah. It took X number of seasons, but here we are. He's We have a title, ladies and gentlemen, as I like to say whenever the name of the thing appears as a line of dialogue. Is that we a, have a title. Is that a jump the shark moment? Does that mean he's like Fonzie jumping over the shark right there? Gosh, then... I hope not, because the show's been great lately. Yeah, I don't think it is. But <laughs> We're not talking just... about SVU here. We're talking about oh, The Walking man. Dead. What are you talking about? SVU? Separate issue. So what we'll do that another episode. Yeah, that show has jumped the shark years ago. That, right? show, that show jumped the shark in two thousand six and is still going. Um, the other show we're going to talk about, though, but it's not SVU, is Better Call Saul episode three. What'd you think? Well, now that you mentioned SVU, can we talk about that instead? No. Oh, good because I didn't watch it. God dang it, it was terrible. <laughs> anyway, have you seen the guy? The commercial. I'm, I, I'm. I know I'm changing subjects real quick here, but have you seen? You remember the guy from season one of Breaking Bad? That was that Walt had tied up in the base, or he had didn't tied up in the base. We had him with he had him uh, hooked to the pole. The with guy the, who had the broken piece the, of the plates. Yeah, with and the, he stabs him. And with he it. had the bike. He was hooked in with the bike lock. The bike lock. Yeah, yeah. Totally. He ended up killing that yeah, dude. He's on some spoiler com- alert. He's I I, I saw him episode like, one. Like within the last month, I saw him on some commercial, and he's playing like a nice guy. And he still f- creeps me out, dude. That's weird. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Because of that one part, I can't ever look at him the same way. Again. Well, sort of like uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins said after he played Hannibal Lecter, he'd be crossing the street and he would see people actively walking to the other side of the <laughs> street. <laughs> to get away from him because he was so terrifying to them from that movie. Right. But especially you only know somebody from one role. It's hard to picture them doing something else. That's true. Anyway, better call Saul. Hey, he's an actor. <laughs> Guess what actors do? They act. Unless that's how he really is. Ooh, it might be. Unless Breaking Bad was real. Well, it was. It's a documentary. Everybody knows that. Okay, well then. That's see. why there's blue meth. Okay, then I Allegedly. Am. I would not know that. What? Ugh. Better call Saul's a great show. Now, we learned a little bit about Saul, about how his brother bailed him out in the opening scene. And I believe that part of that conversation of, uh, I'm going to bail you out this time and get you out from doing this thing you did, which is like peeing in somebody's sunroof of their car or something like yeah. that. And But you have to become a lawyer. You have to make something of yourself. I believe that's the direction that that scene ends up going, even though they don't show it on the okay. show. His brother, though, I, I, this is what I don't understand about his brother, okay? Ha, what happened to Laverne and Shirley? Really? Squiggy, I'm making a squiggy joke. How dare you? <laughs> Wasn't he Lenny? Or no, he was Lenny, yeah. yeah. Man, you ruin even my bad jokes. I wouldn't say I ruined them. 
I think they were pre-ruined. You misidentified them. I thought I did do. Yeah. And so then later on in this episode, a uh, whole family, the one that embezzled the $1.6 million, suddenly goes missing. Because and what was he doing with that cardboard tube and the toilet paper and shoving? Was he was trying to muffle his voice, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, very, very. What poorly. did she call it though? She called it. She said you didn't do the the something robot, the stupid voice? robot voice or whatever. <laughs> He's like, yes, I did. Oh, that was hilarious. Well, there was a great exchange between those two because he calls her drunk. His lawyer friend. He calls her drunk at two in the morning, and he's she's all like, "Listen, I'm not going to talk dirty to you." D- does that mean that? In the past, that has happened. Or does that mean that he's always trying to convince her and she's always like, no. I believe it because means that it seems like way too hot for Saul. It's true, but I believe that means to me that it happened in one like awkward moment and like it happened once and now he keeps calling back looking for because then uh, the great moment comes like that's not what I want. That's I think, not what I want. And yeah, but I think, she says, I don't, and you can't talk dirty to me either. Okay, goodbye. I think <laughs> that was the, great. No, I think that either it's happened a bunch of times or it hasn't ever happened and he just wants it to happen. Oh, see, I disagree. I think it's happened once ever. No, but and, she's like, but if she's assuming that, that means it's happened more than once. It's possible. That's what I think. It's possible. He's called at least for it more than once. But so the family goes missing because he grows a conscience and tries to warn them because of the guy who came to his office the previous episode and says, we should take these people down. They bail out. Now, within one second of knowing that he called them and knowing that the next morning they were gone with no blood in the house, immediately I said, oh, they bailed. Why did it take 40 minutes of episode for him to finally figure out that maybe not 40 minutes, but him to finally figure out, oh, wait, he didn't do it. They bailed because I warned them. He already knew he warned them. I get, yeah, but they might not have heard what he said. They might not have believed him. Well, they heard what Those he said. Other people might have got there before they got to leave. I mean, you know, they do, they would be like, oh, we better pack up real quick. And then the guys show up, you know. Well, the guy was already there. There's plenty of reasons that, the, that the, he wouldn't know that they left, but it did to me look like. It was one of those crimes. He's like, this looks like it was like a little too messed up. Like, you know, and then what do you think about the whole deal where they're like, oh, the, the doll's not here. So that means that they. I absolutely agreed with him on that. When I saw the doll wasn't there and all the doll stuff was there and she was in like a multiple doll picture before that. I'm like, oh, obviously they would grab the most important things to them when they bailed out. What if the doll? Yeah. But what if the dog just got dropped in the toilet earlier in the hour throwing away this doll? And now they're going off on this premise because that happened. But doesn't or, that happen all the time? I guess. You, you pick off something that seems important as a clue, and then you follow it to a yeah, natural conclusion. Yeah, but they're saying that it's a certainty. It was far from a certainty that that was what the case was. 100% true. Know. No, and honestly, at first I thought maybe they'd be in the boat. Seemed a little flimsy to me. When they cut to the boat, I was like, oh, maybe they're hiding inside the boat. And then I'm like, ah, probably not. They would have checked the boat. Yeah. Sure enough, they were not in the boat. And then uh, our boy Mike, working the, work the garage. Wasn't that the most awkward camping scene ever, though, with those guys like, no, we're going to sing Happy and You Know It. Come on, guys, you love it. It's like That was terrifying. You're like, well, what was going on there? They couldn't just tell the kids, hey, go to bed. No, because they were trying to play it off like it was a family excursion, like it was a family vacation. And how long were they planning on spending out in those yeah, woods? Yeah, we're out in our backyard, a mile out of our backyard. That's our family excursion. We didn't bring any of our clothes with us. Well, I guess in theory, if it was three in the morning, you could take a trek back to the house again. To yeah. grab your stuff if you wanted to risk it. Although, yeah. But where was the food? What were they eating out there? Like nuts and berries? Like you can't eat that giant sack of money. So I'm saying, what were the, what was their plan? It didn't seem like they had a plan. They just ran away and were like, maybe they were going to take a day to think about it. Well, this it. is what I was talking about with Mike. And I think he hit the nail on the head. And he's like, look, these are not sharp people. <laughs> 
If they were sharp people, there's a much better chance they'd be getting if away. If sharp people, then how they get all this money? How they steal all this money? Because it people? fell in their laps and they took it. <laughs> I guess. I don't think he had that dude had to work very hard as city treasurer to suddenly misappropriate a whole bunch of cash. It must have been gosh darn easy to do. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have even come up with the idea to do it. You I know guess, what I'm saying? They got like, all that money and they they hadn't even been caught. You know, he just Saul just knew about it. Well, they'd been caught because the money went missing, and that's why they were reaching out to lawyers. Yeah, but they hadn't officially been. You know, even caught yet? So but they, like they they could see the tea leaves on the a, wall. They did a decent job of hiding it. I mean, they didn't get caught immediately. But I don't think it was very long after, though. <laughs> but yeah, but so like, okay, so here's my question to you: It was a fantastic episode, right? We agree. Yeah, much better than the Walking Dead episode. Yes. And so the very end of the thing, and this is what I'll, I'll we'll maybe leave it on, is Saul and them are yanking at this sack in the tent. After he, he hears Johnny's them, which was an amazing moment, I thought he was about to get shot. Here's Johnny! And they all yeah, just like, shriek and okay, first hilarious. Of all, yeah, Saul, don't do that. Don't do that. That's no good way to... I mean, perfect moment for it. I mean, isn't Saul the kind of person who's just like, okay, this is probably the wrong thing to do, but the moment's going to be fantastic. What I gotta he, do what it. What if he had just stood outside and just imitated, like... Uh... Jason Voorhees, yeah, or or he or he's been like he, he pretended like he was one of those uh, the Mexican gangsters. <laughs> hey, 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 loco! Come on out now, fool! Give me the money. So the bag yanks open. The money's everywhere, and we haven't seen what happens next. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Is Saul Goodman gonna like take half the money and then just be like, "I won't tell anybody you're here," because he's already phoned in that they were gonna be back at the house again. Uh, here's the deal. If it was me and I was going to do that, I would say I'm taking all of this money. Oh, jeez. I am taking it all, and, you know, I'm hiding your evidence. Mm. I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor. Uh, if he's a lawyer, too, maybe he could take that money, and it goes in. You know how when OJ gave that one suitcase to his one lawyer, uh, Robert Kardashian, and that suitcase never reappeared, and he said, well, it's, I gave it to my lawyer, so it, we can't use it as evidence. Oops. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could. I mean, remember in, in Breaking Bad, he does have just stacks of money hidden behind the walls. He does. <laughs> of his lawyer's office. But I guess, and I go back to one of the lines said earlier in the season, which is you steal money from criminals because they can't go to the cops to report you. That's true. And so, I, to me, you steal at least part of the money, and then you say, okay, now... Go away, but maybe your idea is better. Give me all the money. Let me hold on to it. If they don't, ca- if they don't find the money, they can't prove that you took it. Yeah. Like if you took it, where is it? You haven't spent it. Where did the money go? I think that's a great direction, like and maybe if, the one they should go. If Saul was a terrible person, he might just be like, "Hey, I found them. They're out in the woods," and then he, he just leaves with all the money. Uh, here's the deal: <laughs> Saul is a terrible person, and there's a very real chance he would screw them over. Uh, Amazing. Well, uh, we're we're loving the way that it's going, and I'm I'm happy to see more. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, let's talk a little bit of basketball. You want to do it? Let's do it. After three seconds of? Run DMC. March Madness is coming up pretty soon. Woo! couple of Sundays, we're going mean, to have my our team won't be <laughs> I mean, my our... team won't be there either, <laughs> barring some sort of big run in the Big Ten tournament. I think Michigan's got a better chance at oh, the run, absolutely. but we're talking yeah. 0.5% to 0%. Nebraska's kind of dead in the water right now. They, they, it's they, not they, happen. they cannot win on the road at all. It's not so, going to happen. And yeah. the Big Ten tournaments, you know, like, Michigan is probably a square bubble team, Big Ten but more likely... Murderers row. Yeah, they're like eight spots off the bubble. 
right. the wrong direction. Let's right. keep it real. Maybe based on name alone, they can eke their way in if they can have a successful end of season. But I honestly, and I love Michigan, I see no reason why you would put them in the tournament at this point. Yeah. But one team worth talking about now is the University of Kentucky. That's a darn good Wildcats team right now. And as stands as this recording, they are still undefeated. Yeah. Are you excited at the prospect of having an undefeated team in the March Madness tournament? I think especially now when you get almost up to 40 games, you know, I mean, it's a big schedule and everybody's playing everybody good, too. If you're good, you're playing other good teams all the time. Yeah. And it's not like they, they play in a terrible conference. Now, the SEC is not necessarily known as a power conference, but let me forget, uh, the, the Florida Gators came out of there. Yeah. They won two championships. I mean, the SEC isn't terrible at basketball. It's just not known as their big power conference. But every so often, now that you especially have Kentucky in there, they're looking oh, pretty Arkansas darn good. Arkansas has won national championships. That is correct. Right? LSU has been a powerhouse at times. Shaq went there. Yep. Uh, Tennessee has, usually has a pretty good team. Tennessee usually, especially on the women's side, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, so my, my, my point is... Missouri used to be a great college town. Oh, when Quinn uh, Quinn Snyder coached there. You know what Missouri's? I don't know if you pay attention. You probably don't pay attention. I didn't know this till just Not now. Not Missouri, no. You know, you know how many wins Missouri has this year? Two? Seven. Ooh. The entire season. What's the, How many losses? Seven and 19. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Missouri does not make the tournament this year. <laughs> they're one and 12. One and 12 in the SEC. Well, we may as well start pitching it now. We will be doing a Raisin Brent NCAA bracket. Yeah. Probably on an ESPN.com Last year, site. Matt Manser won it. Matt Manser. So we stand firm on this right now. If you win the Raisin Brent NCAA March Madness Bracket Challenge, you do get the opportunity to be a guest on the show. That's correct. Last year, Matt Manser won it. Great comedian, actor. Probably, guys, let's be honest. Probably Ray or I will win it. It's, let's just be honest. It's the expectation, at least, is that one of us is going to win it. You don't have the guts! The cool part is... if Maybe you have the guts. If I win it... I get to opt out of the show for a week and nice. not have to deal with Brent, nice. which might that might be a good idea. And you'll be Wally Pipping yourself. Wally Pipping myself. You're, that's right. The one of my eventual replacement will assuredly be the one to replace me on that episode. Yep. You'll get uh, Dan Lebitard's dad <laughs> to no, come in and guest on the it show. It will not be him. Oh, my goodness. Maybe but, his aunt. So you're excited. I mean, why are you so excited about an undefeated team potentially winning the whole thing? Because basketball is not a game where you win every game, you know. Not typically. Yeah, every I mean, team goes on a run. But this Kentucky team, I think they're going to do it, or at least they definitely can do it. Only because this is a team built on defense and playing physical every single possession. And what have we learned about defensive basketball teams? They win a lot. I don't think they. I mean, you know, if I had to bet, I would bet against them winning it all, just because it's so hard to do. You know, well, of course it is, but it was hard to do last year and the year before. It's always hard to do. It's always hard to do. And Kentucky's done it That's recently. What I'm I would bet against it. It's also what's hard with Kentucky is because they build a program on so many one-year players, two-year players. They're constantly having to do this with freshmen well, and, and sophomores. And that is the one that would be the one weakness of that team. You know, it's like lack you, of experience. You go up against a big a team that has a bunch of seniors. Maybe they're not as talented, but they play together longer. Those are the best teams, though. And you know, in the tournament, it's not. You know, you just ha- it's just one game. And if somebody comes out and hits, you know, eight out of ten threes. Was it Gulf know. Coast University a year or two Florida ago? Florida Gulf Coast. Yes, they came out and they just crushed everybody because they had five seniors that had been playing together for the entire time. Yeah. It was a once-in-a-lifetime shot, and then they pulled it off and got all the way to what, the Elite Eight? Mm-hmm. They did great. Well, then I guess this would be my one thing I would say about Kentucky is 
they've been walking over teams pretty much all year. When they get into the tournament, nobody's going to be a pushover anymore. They've had a couple uh, close games recently, and that's the other, you know. You need those games, though, because my point is, like, when you have a young team like that, if, if somebody comes out and punches the bully in the mouth, oftentimes that young team that's very talented can fold under the pressure because they just don't know how to deal with a team playing hard with them. They're used to blowing people out. I mean, the thing that I said you that you said that made the most sense as far as I'm running the table is they are built on defense. I mean, look at just look at their last two games. They gave up 43 points, 48 points. I mean, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, and even you look at their last ten games, no one has scored 70 points on them. Fair enough. We'll have more. We'll have more bracketology and talking and stuff as we get a little bit closer to March. I just wanted to bring this up because it's not every year we have an undefeated basketball team will coming you, in. I think will it's you exciting. cheer for them to be undefeated in the tournament until they? I will be. Here's the deal. I'll be cheering for them to be undefeated entering the tournament, and then I will cheer against them every single game mm-hmm. of the tournament because I, I just as much as I like building them up, I love to see them get knocked down. Me too. Uh, I will cheer for them every game, but if they do run the table, I will give them mad respect. They will have to have earned it. Right? It's nothing personal. I have nothing personal against Kentucky. It's just like I love the underdog. I love that about the March Madness, uh, the Cinderella team that could beat anybody could beat anybody. I like the fact that Butler gets to the finals of the NCAA tournament. It's amazing. They don't win, but they get there. Yep. Hey, Michigan made the finals a couple of years ago. Hey, remember Great we, things can happen. We were talking about how bad Missouri is this year. They lost to Kentucky 86 to 37. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! They got more than doubled up. Wow! What? I did not know. I did not realize that Missouri was that bad this year. Um, I'd like to apologize to all Missouri Tiger fans out there. We do not mean to be overly making fun no, of you. No, it's just like there wow, are worse teams I... than you this year. Sure, we just did, we don't expect I don't Missouri know to be if that there bad. There are. I mean, yeah. far as expectations versus how good they are, I mean that's probably one of the yeah. Oof. How Sorry. far are they fallen, man? Sorry, Missouri. Yeah. In any case, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Van Halen. And that's the end of the show. You have survived. You have survived. Another episode of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, we got some contact information for the show. If you didn't survive... you know, I would feel really terrible if you were halfway through I'm listening assuming. to this show, had a massive heart attack, and then the last thing you hear is Brent saying you have survived. That's like the ultimate troll move, Brent. Yeah. Because they didn't survive to the end of the show. Well. I, that's really morbid. I'd like to think of our listening audience as being younger than that, but I'm probably wrong. You're wrong. No, yeah. or, or healthier than that. I don't know. Well, so what I'm saying, kids, pass up the Twinkies. Go and do some wind sprints. Yeah. Prepare yourself for the no old Twinkies. man combine. Hostess cupcakes. That's where it's at. I'm a Twinkie guy. Really? Yeah. There I'll take that sponge cake I anytime. Guess you are a Twinkie guy. That makes sense. Well, you know, I really saw in Captain uh, Twinkie, uh, I really saw a role model when I was a younger kid. He's tall. He's blonde. He knows how to use a lasso. In any case, <laughs> you can contact us. You can contact me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Or email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. Or just hit up our website, raybrentpodcast.com. We have a website, Brent. You get show notes, information, links to everything you might want. Mm-hmm. That isn't exciting to you? It is. But I, you know, to be honest with you, you're talking about the links that are there. And I know that Matt Stafford listens to the show. And by the time anyone else goes there, all the links will be eaten. So how dare you? (laughs) How dare you, sir? We have a lot of people we want to thank for the show. 
I don't want to thank Brent. <laughs> it's made this one difficult. <laughs> That's my job, right? You'll hear later. Um, <laughs> listen, we got to thank a lot of people. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang, the Trainwrecks. Got to thank the Trainwrecks. We want to thank David Knoll for producing the show. Dino, D- nobody calls him Dino. I do. God dang it. We also want to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. Monsell me some art. JordanMonsell.com. Or find him on Facebook at Silhouettes by Jordan. He made our logo. Oh, you know what? We'll have to talk about next week. Uh, Jordan yeah. has an art show coming up. Oh, does he really? Yeah. So we'll, we'll plug it. Did, do you think he does Raisin Brent art for his art show that oh, he tries to sell to people? Uh, sure. Well, if he wants to make money, he will not do that. <laughs> not do that at all. <laughs> He'd probably rather do uh, caricatures of people that people like. He's going to be doing caricatures of Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey instead of us. Maybe us yelling at Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. Do you think we can commission that from him? Yes. Ray and Brent shouting at Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey? Yes. We kind of have to make this happen now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, check the show notes in a week or two. (laughs) We'll probably have a link to that picture. Well, thanks a lot. See you later. Peace. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me What are you doing? No, doing yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're gonna do something. I'm not. You gave me that look like yeah. it's to start talking, Ray, so I can ruin it. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know that's what you're about to do. I tell me not. I'm wrong. You tell me I'm wrong right now. I was. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs>